0: And welcome to The Mirror Project. We are your hosts, Alexandra and Christine, and we're so glad you're joining us today. We are diving into the tapes we play over and over in our heads. I don't know about you, Christine, but I feel like we're about to enter a carnival and should warn our listeners to strap themselves in. I mean, hands, arms, and feet inside the carriage at all times.
1: Here we go. Before we dive into today's topic, like, subscribe, or follow us on your preferred listening platform. Go ahead, pause, and do it now before you forget. Don't worry, we won't get started without you. So what do we mean when we say the tapes we play over in our heads?
0: Well, those are often like our internal monologues or dialogues that we have with ourselves. And so sometimes those are the constant running stream of thoughts that we have, or at least for me, because there's always those things going on in my head. And then I talked to a coworker and she was like, that is literally not how I think at all. And I was like flabbergasted. So if you are one of the lucky ones who just does not have that internal dialogue, my gosh, I wish I was you. But for many people, it's often the more negative ones that are playing and are louder, right? Those are the ones that kind of feed off of our insecurities and doubts and the emotions that we're kind of suppressing or just experiencing in that moment. And we'd love to start changing those to more positive ones, which is always a process and never snap of your fingers. So today we're going to dive into what we are currently thinking, stuff we've been exposed to, and how to go forward creating better mantras. So Christine, what were some of the things that your parents told you when you were younger that you kind of had running in your head? Those were your young child family mantras.
1: Yeah. So when I think back on it, the mantras and sayings that stick out to me from when I was a kid always were positive they may helped me feel excited and energized to greet each day and one in particular is something my dad would say to me and my sisters before we left for school each day which was go make history today and looking back on that (laughs) one might think like wow that's really intense to say to some kids but it was more so like whether it's big or small Find something in the day that makes an impact on you and your history and perhaps on someone else and their history. And I always loved that. And I still think about it to this day. Actually, I was thinking about it when I was walking to my car the other morning and I was like, damn, sometimes I wish I was a kid again, just feeling the excitement I would have for each day and having my dad say, go out and make history. So yeah, that's that's one that really sticks out for me.
0: And then I know your family is a very much a loving family. So was there anything surrounding the love you had for each, o- each other? Yeah,
1: there's one in particular. My mom would say that she said to me the first time she really had a chance to hold me in the hospital after I was born, which we use to this day. And we say, I love you forever, forever I will love you. And I love it because it's, even though it's repetitive, it shows this, the the unending nature of our, the love we have for each other and I just carry that with me always because you know my family is so important to me
0: yeah and from that that saying it's almost you get the sense that it's unconditional right I think so much of love and you know what we tell other people is comes with conditions and strengths so I just love that, yes. that that's uh very giving and then open to receiving yeah that's beautiful thank you and how about you so I think more of the sayings, I mean, my dad was always like somebody of finish what you start and the measure twice, cut once, which was hilarious because later as an adult, when I would do projects with my dad, uh, he would often not measure twice and cut and then be very upset. (laughs) So that was a do as I say, not as I do moment. And from my mom and really both of my parents. So I found out I had intermittent dyslexia when I was very small. I never remember a time of not having it. I mean, luckily now, most letters and things don't flip on a page unless I'm very tired. But when I was a child, people thought I was lying because sometimes the word saw was saw and sometimes it was was. And one thing was my parents never labeled me dyslexic or did anything special for me at school. We would only tell teachers if it became pertinent to something in a grade. And part of that, I really appreciate because they hired a, a math tutor to hi- to teach me how to read, which was really cool. And part of what I learned that summer was this thing that they would always say to me after, which was, if you can't go through what's a way over, around and under. And so that has been a huge mantra throughout my life. It's okay. Come up to a roadblock. Okay. can't go through it right now over, under and around and if I have to demolition, a new way through. So that has always been something that's in my mind. And then as we've established in our last episode, I'm a bit serious. And with that comes my type a perfectionist personality. And my parents never d- expected perfection for me, but what they did expect was my best. So that was something also, we don't expect perfection mm. or for you to be perfect. We expect you to do your absolute best. And I think as great as those were, I have since warped them into, you know, a lot less positive, but at the root, they're positive. And the other one was, if you have nice things, take care of it, take care of it and love it for generations. Be grateful. So those are the ones I remember as kids. So now that we've talked about what we were told as children, what are the tapes that you play to yourself now? What is, what is it like living in your head currently?
1: Oh, currently, yeah, it's it's really interesting because it wasn't until we sat down and started thinking about different topics we wanted to discuss that I really started analyzing what are my mantras and what are the tapes that are playing in my head. And this year in particular has been a tough year. It's had some ups, it's had some downs, and I'm happy where I'm at now. But it's been a journey <laughs> nonetheless. And so I. I would say I've been really examining what are the things I'm saying to myself and what should I be saying to myself and where to even start, right? So I really noticed that if I was a friend to myself, then I should not be talking the way I am because I would be a horrible friend. (laughs) I would just not want to be friends with me and something I've been really learning and growing to accept and truly understanding is you need to speak to yourself how you want to be, how you speak to others. So you need to treat Mm. yourself how you want to be treated almost. Flipping that, treat others the way you want to be treated and putting it on yourself. Treat yourself the way you want to be treated. So I started trying to correct or stop and correct myself when I start having negative thoughts or start playing a tape in my head that is trying to put myself down and think about why am i why am i thinking this way why am i mm-hmm. why am i talking to myself in this way and once i started to become more aware of that i then started to think well what should i be saying to myself and one of the things that really helps me i was talking with my mom about it one day she was like have you ever considered manifesting what you want for each day when you get up in the morning and she was like i don't mean what you say in your head i mean actually speak it out loud into the universe and i and i was like i don't know i i know I, i've never done anything like that before and she's like well maybe you should give it a try and it was some of the best advice i heard at that time because i live by myself I don't talk to anybody. I wasn't talking to anybody until I got to work in the morning. So just taking that moment to think about what I want to get out of the day, taking it back to when I was a kid, go go out and make history. What do I want to do and get out of today? And talking that out loud. And it really put me in a great headspace. And I would enter in into any situation feeling like... Not, not like I had armor on, but feeling like I was prepared for whatever was going to come my way and that mm-hmm. I wasn't going to be taken down by any other negativity that was happening around me. And so that's kind of where I'm at right now.
0: Well, <laughs> it's amazing because I know that, you know, in last year, 2023, we had talked quite a lot because you were just not feeling great in your job. And there were moments where it was like, oh, Christine, I just want to give you a hug. like. That, like you've got this, you can do this. And, yeah. you know, particularly if you're in an environment that is kind of draining or not fulfilling, it's almost as it makes those negative tapes louder. So I love that you started like proclaiming to the world in the morning that this is what I want for the day. Um, that's amazing. Yeah. That's incredible.
1: Yeah. And I started talking to myself, like, I think a lot of people, they exist throughout the day, not realizing that they have themselves as company. So I started talking to myself and really being present and understanding like, I always have me. So Mm. I should be kind to myself. I should support myself the way my friends and family support me. And it was a great exercise that my mom suggested I do. And I'm I'm
0: so grateful. And I would say that we're probably both a bit introverts. So we do like our alone time. And so who are you with when you're alone yourself and Mm -hmm. having better conversations with yourself is really important Mm -hmm. and i would say that my journey because i mean a lot of this is like some of what we're talking about today is our internal tapes what we want to manifest which is positive going forward but addressing those old negative tapes right and having compassion for ourselves which like you do not talk to myself the way I would talk to my friends. And as a bit of a public service announcement for anyone listening, strongly endorse therapy with a good therapist. I've been in it for a while. And, you know, it's not just about how we behave or act or go through the day. It can be things around eating. Like I'm sure we'll talk about this at some point on this podcast, but I've had an eating disorder and a bit of body dysmorphia. So the way I talk to myself around food and food is one thing that, we have to consume, right? You know, to feed and move us throughout the day. And the way I would talk to myself about my body and about what I was eating was genuinely horrendous. And so doing really hard work this past over this past year in therapy, I've been able to pinpoint and say, okay, you know, stop. It's okay that you feel this way, but it's not actually true. And like my therapist loves this one, like, what is the proof of that? And so that also helps kind of go, are these negative tapes really accurate and I'm not saying this is easy work anyone guys if you've got negative tapes feel for you I'm with you uh because it is hard to change them right like if you've I've yeah. spent twenty plus years thinking this way right mm-hmm. and that's a lot of time buildup of these negative tapes and saying like a positive mantra once is not going to do a lot. It's a great start it's a great start but it's not gonna do a whole lot no. and it's each moment and I tend to be, as we said, perfectionist. And so if I'm not perfect at something right at the go, like if I haven't just flipped a switch and I'm like, oh, I'm suddenly positive, I think I've done something wrong. And learning to have Mm -hmm. that compassion for yourself, as you had said, Christine, of like, what do you want for the day? And stopping go, okay, I see that you've come up because of you're trying to protect me or whatever, but we don't need that right now. So I would definitely say that there's been a major transformation in the way I talk to myself. Is it where I want to be? not yet. But as we've mm. talked about on this progress podcast, we are always a work in progress. And it's working on making the more positive, the changes louder. And, and like anything, it's going to take time, because
1: it took a significant amount of time for you to be at the point you're at where you may have those negative tapes running in your head, right? It was years of maybe not constant negativity being put on you, but it builds up over time. So you can't expect like, it to turn around the the one time you decide to to speak out and manifest what you want for the day or read the mantra you have on your (laughs) bathroom mirror when you're getting ready for the morning yeah it's gonna take time and that's okay but you just Mm -hmm. gotta keep at it you gotta keep trying
0: christine we know that's not the answer i like i want it to be you know today and apparently- Well,
1: that's a whole nother issue. <laughs> <laughs> Instant gratification.
0: <laughs> yeah. And it was funny, you know, because we've talked about, I've, I've been through therapy and still currently go, but, you know, I was sitting down and my therapist looked at me one day and she's like, the standards you set for yourself and the way you talk, she's like, that's insane. Right. It's like, and that was like why I was like, oh, this is going to be a carnival because she's like, you have a fun house mirror yardstick. <laughs> that keeps changing and keeps moving and it's just setting those unrealistic expectations. And so it's, it's a little bring of bringing our tapes back to reality and then changing it to where do we want to move to? Mm. And I think that's a great segue into what we're going to talk about next, which is, okay, so we have these negative tapes or positive. If you have positive ones, awesome. How do we work on creating, new mantras, like new sayings, new things that we can repeat to ourselves to start to change the tide of the old tapes. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so what is your approach, Christine, when you want to create new tapes?
1: Sure. So I, there's definitely no wrong way. I think step number one is recognizing how you're speaking to yourself and figuring out what you need to say to yourself, right? Because that's, that's, I think the biggest, part of the battle is you need to recognize when you're not being kind to yourself and dig deeper and figure out why <laughs> and what do I need? So that's what I like to do whenever I need to find a new way to be more kind to myself and be more present. And from there I start thinking about what brings me joy. And if I'm realizing that's a lot of external, you're seeking a lot of external things to, to bring you joy, okay, we need to analyze that and we need to figure out like, okay, what do I need to do to find that within myself? So that's where I start.
0: It's almost like having a joy furnace inside your body, right? Like this constant burning flame yeah. of joy. And yeah. sometimes
1: it's barely an ember, but sometimes it's, it's bright and burning strong.
0: And to build off of that, like you said, about what excites you and motivates you. Yeah. You don't want a mantra or a saying to be oh another thing I have to do and oh I didn't get to it and I feel terrible. Like that's not what you want this to become, right? So I would say figuring out what you need and we can we'll definitely get into things of like how to structure them or advice that we have. But it's definitely what feels right to you. And you can try something out for a couple days to a week and say Mm, that doesn't quite feel right, and go back to the drawing board, and maybe change up a word or two, and try that one, and until it feels good. And of course, you don't have to do just one for one thing you want to work on. You can always do multiple. One thing I love from Louise Hay, and I think, I think it was in the Powers in You book, and I know she's repeated it a couple times in her books, but she always talks about like the cosmic kitchen, right? Ordering from the cosmic kitchen. And you can say with your affirmations and, you know, mantras, you can be like, ah, this is what I'm looking for. And you can get it and go really not quite what I thought I was going to get. And you can go, thank you universe. However, I'm going to put a new order in. I want it slightly different. And that's totally okay because I think, again, perfectionist tendency, I was like, oh, that's not possible. I've been saying this and that's, I get very stuck, right, around it's got to be perfect. I've got to say it this way. It's got to be with this intention. Right. And so, yeah. Is there anything you would recommend people, of course, there's no wrong way to do this, but is there anything that you recommend people maybe avoid doing or when they
1: start writing their mantras? So when it comes to creating mantras for yourself, I think it's really important to avoid any negative language like not or don't because you don't want to start off on the wrong foot. You want these to be positive and bring you joy. Another thing I would say is try and keep them on the shorter side. It's easier to remember and will stick in your brain and may even pop up in moments when you need them most. So short and sweet is always a good way to go. And I would say it's also really important to make sure they're coming from a genuine place and say something like, I'm willing to learn or I'm willing to start. And starting small is okay. So those would be my, my tips when sitting down to think about a mantra that you want to create for
0: yourself. Yeah, I would agree. I think that's really good to start small because I, I think sometimes I love Louise Hay's work, but sometimes they can be very long. Mm-hmm. And when you're starting out, you're like, oh my gosh, how will I remember all that? So I definitely think short and sweet. And as you get more practice at it, you can definitely build. And like you said, the genuine place. I think sometimes, particularly on social media, depending on who you follow, you can see things of like almost what I would call. Overly positive, overly enthusiastic mantras, and you're like that just does not feel genuine to me and where I'm at. (laughs) So, I like that. The I'm willing to learn. I'm willing to learn to start Mm -hmm. is a beautiful way. I would say the other thing that I've seen, and this is a personal preference, everyone. So if you resonate with this, cool. And if you don't, just keep doing what you're doing. So I like to avoid the term release when I use mantras or positive Mm. sayings or affirmations, because think about it, right? Re is, it's got this essence of return, recur, coming back. You know, you want somebody to return to you. You want a reminder of something. So bringing it up again, and it's almost like a boomerang, right? Yeah. Send it out and it comes flying back at you. Um, Most of the things you want to release, you do not want coming back. And so the terms I like to use are clear, clear it out and let it go. Mm. Because particularly like, let's say you hypothetical, you're not a great situation, situationship or relation. And you're like, you really want to change how you approach that. And you're ready to start cutting some toxic people out of your life. Well, you don't want to say, I release this person because you may not want them back. Mm. So he's like, I'm ready to clear this energy, this out of my life. I want to let go of this. I don't need this anymore. So that would be really my biggest caveat and uh, personal preference when it comes to writing mantras is, yes, no return of the things we no longer want. <laughs> oh,
1: yeah, that's a really good point. Letting when you want to let something go, you don't want it to come back to you. So I like that. Not re- not release, not not return.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, it just makes me think it's really easy, right? Like it's let it go is a very easy because mm-hmm. then you can just start singing the Frozen song, let it go. Yeah. And, That's uh, very true. <laughs> which is helpful in moments of you're like, wow, I'm just really bogged down by this and you can just yeah. start singing, you know, Frozen. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and I think too,
0: bringing up frozen and and
1: let it go. If if you're finding it difficult to create a mantra for yourself, I always love to just go to social media Mm -hmm. or go to the internet and sort of see what might resonate with me or what books I'm reading. I think, you know, it's a little intimidating to just sort of like put that out there and you'll be inundated Mm -hmm. with stuff. But if there's somebody you really resonate with on social media, a creator you follow or an author or even a speaker for both Alexandra and I, we resonate with Simon Sinek a lot. And I love seeing his clips on social media because his approach to a a lot, mostly in in workplace settings, but just to life is really quite beautiful. And it's something to keep in mind if you're not able to create one right away. And that's okay.
0: I mean, yeah. Think about, I know you've shared a video of Simon Sinek where he was talking about, was it interviewing or talking with a guy who created Nike Mm -hmm. and the slogan, just do it. So that if you want to pause this and type up your thoughts in the comments or on social media on the post where we tease this episode, let us know what you think of when you think of Nike's tagline, just do it. Because Simon Sinek was talking about speaking with the owner or creator of Nike and they were speaking in a public audience and the owner was like, okay, stand up if you like to jog or run a couple times, you know, just jog or run. And so a lot of people stood up and he's Mm -hmm. like, okay, now if you run three times a week and people start to sit down and if you run, you know, how many ever miles a month, sit down. And then it got to the point where no matter what temperature, rain, sunshine, or snow, do you still run? And, you know, basically a handful of people in the audience were left standing and he's like, these, this is the, just do it. These are the people that get up and just do it. So something as small as two words, just, or three words, just do it. Hey, Alexander's great at math. (laughs) Can be a mantra like, right. Just do it, get up and do it. And, and that's I think also an important part of sayings and affirmations. It's you're in your head. You're saying this also a great way to do it. I don't know if we talked about it is yeah, you want to stick it on a post-it a note on your mirror, but write it down, write it multiple times a day, write it when it's hard to write it or say it out loud, think it. I think all of those using all five of your senses to embody those new affirmations is really important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say that. And yeah, you can even
1: find somebody, maybe you, you have a conversation with them about your personal mantras, ask them what theirs are. And then maybe as an exercise, if ever there are moments you feel during the day, you can say to that person, if I'm ever feeling overwhelmed or stressed, do you mind if I just text you my mantra? And that's a way for for you and I to both sort of refocus on yourself and let go and release any or not release, Mm -hmm. (laughs) let go of, of what's dragging you down. Just as another idea is to find a partner in it.
0: Right. And I love that because it's also spreading that change in our internal tapes. And I love, I love that because I think, I don't know, in today's world, like we share so much right on social Mm -hmm. media and even us, we're sitting here sharing on this podcast, but knowing myself, I can get so stuck up in my head of like, oh my gosh, what will people think? What will they say? Did I say that incorrectly? Oh, oh, I totally fumbled on that word. They're going to catch it. And that's where my mind goes. And sometimes I have to say, stop, Hey, we just did it. We put it out there. And I mean, that in itself is kind of incredible and amazing that we're doing something like this or that we're actually changing how we think, which is totally cool.
1: Right. Just keep trying. Right. I think at the end of the day, no matter what, just keep going.
0: I also think this is really great that we're talking about this, right? Like this is our second episode. We're starting in February. And if you think about the beginning of the year, at least in the States, everyone's like, Oh my gosh, new years, new me, you know, these are my new year's resolutions. And And then it's like, they start to very much quickly plummet, right?
1: Who knows how many are still trying to work towards a resolution in February.
0: (laughs) So I I love this, right? And this is kind of a huge, for everyone listening, this is kind of a touch-in, like a (laughs) a touch-in. This is a touch base. Check-in. I don't know. Thank you. (laughs) I don't even know what I'm saying at this point, but it's a good check-in with, hey, are you sticking to your resolutions? Is there a new affirmation you can write to help you achieve those you know, resolutions, particularly if it seems like a very large one to tackle. And I don't know if you guys caught on our social media, but we did share a mantra that we had for the month and that leads us into the one for February. So Christine, do you want to tell our listeners what our February mantra is?
1: Yes, I would love to. So our mantra for the month of February is we are bigger than our doubts, bolder than our fears and stronger than our obstacles. And I love that it's touching on three different aspects, right? So, yeah, you can look forward. Each month we'll be posting a monthly mantra. And hopefully that inspires you to, you know, embody those for yourself. I think if you're not the type of person who resonates with resolutions, maybe this is a nice first step, you know, Mm -hmm. taking on a monthly mantra and see what happens.
0: Yeah. I mean, they're really – it is – very hard to go wrong with them short of, you know, putting in your negatives because you don't want to attract that energy, right? You don't want to attract the negatives and the things you're trying to get out of your life, but it is a nice little check-in moment. Mm -hmm. So we are doing this as much for you guys as it is for us to hold us accountable for how we're talking to ourselves. And because like we've mentioned before, I mean- In some ways, we have to be our own best friend. And if we do not talk to ourselves the way we would talk to somebody that we love and care about and support, that's really hard to continue to do that for other people because, you know, you constantly have this different dialogue in your head. Mm. Yes.
1: I know for me sometimes, though, it can be easier to be that way to other people. And I try not to think about myself, but none of that. No more of that. You need to treat yourself just as just like you treat those you love most
0: yeah it makes me think of the whole self-care self-love is not selfish I mean even something as simple as that is a is a good place to start particularly if you're somebody who gives and gives and gives with nothing left for yourself I mean that would be a very good mantra like self-care is not selfish and self-care can be something like no I don't feel like going out today I'm going to take this time to take a nice bath or Mm -hmm. you know telling people no. The one time we will say it's okay to say no in an affirmation because <laughs> what is it? No is no is a, a noun and a complete sentence. So yeah. Yes. No is a full sentence. Mm-hmm.
1: So next up, why don't we talk about some books on the subject? Alexander, do you have any recommendations for our listeners and me?
0: Do I have any recommendation? <laughs> Guys, strap yourselves in. You're about to get like a whole monologue. (laughs) So yes, I actually do have a lot. And most of the stuff is I've picked up, I think I would say in the past year and a half, really, maybe since mid 2022. So I really like anything by Louise Hay. And if you don't know who Louise Hay is, I think she's an awesome woman. She has since passed, but she started Hay House Publishing, I think when she was 69. And incredible. I love most of Hay House Publishing's works. They publish a lot of metaphysical, positive psychology type information. So definitely check out by them. What I will say from their publishers, I love Louise Hay's work. I think I mentioned the book earlier, The Power is Within You. That one I have read. Next, I'm working on mirror work, which is essentially what it sounds like, sitting in front of a mirror, telling yourself affirmations, which I'm sure we'll get into later.
1: Very fitting for the mirror
0: project. (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, I have difficulty doing this. So that one's one's going to be interesting to do. But she also has You Can Heal Your Life. I'm trying to think of the other one. She started out with what is fondly known as the Little Blue Book. Heal Your Thoughts, Heal Your Body, something along that line. So I like that work. Mm. She has done a couple affirmation decks. So love that. If you have difficulty coming up with your own, you're like, I just don't know where to start. Picking up an affirmation oracle deck, great place because you can find ones that you resonate with and go stick it up in your mirror. This is what I'm going to do for yes. a
1: while. Your mom sent me one earlier this year and I love it. It really, yes. it really does help.
0: Yes. And if any of our listeners are interested, definitely DM us and we will send you the information for some of those cards so you can pick up and support either Hay House or individual artists. Yeah. And I have one um, question for you. Yeah, so,
1: of course. These are all great sources, but what would you say is, a good place to start? Like, if you could give us one book to start with, what would you recommend?
0: Oh, I know. That is so hard.
1: <laughs> I know, but we got to start someplace. So, where would you say we start?
0: Okay. I'm going to totally do an Alexander thing and give you two. So, if you're like, this kind of seems like a bit of hogwash, right? To change your thinking, how does this work really? Mm. This does not seem to have any of the events. The science behind the connection between our thoughts and the realities that we live in, a really good book, is Mind to Matter by Dawson Church. That one kind of goes really into the science of how our thoughts create our external reality. So that's a good one. So if you're like, I'm super skeptical, start there. If you're like, yes, I am totally into this affirmation mantra. It's like, give it to me all. (laughs) Louise Hay, the power's within you, or you can heal your life, because those are great ones to start with. A couple other ones that I have read that I've really enjoyed is I do consider myself an empath, Mm. have been since I was a child, an empath survival guide by Dr. Judith Orloff. She is really good, a lot of great tools and tips. And she, I think, provides an affirmation at the end of each chapter to help with empaths at work or in social situations, as a parent, as a child, really good one. And then I briefly mentioned I've had an eating disorder, and I'm sure we'll talk about that when we come up to later in this month. I know we've teased it in our reel reel at the beginning of the month for what we're going to be talking about. So stay tuned for our episodes with a guest on body image. So excited. But a really good book on that is The Only Diet There Is by Sandra Ray. And fun fact, it's not, it's less about eating. It's a diet of negative thoughts. which is difficult to do.
1: (laughs) I know. Especially if that's been feeding you your whole life.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Right. You're like, wait, hold on. You've just taken away my main source of sustenance. Mm. So that's a good one. And then on my want to read list, because let's be honest, there are tons more to do. Yes. I really want to read Becoming Supernatural by Joe Desperanza and Why Woo Woo Works by David R. Hamilton. And uh, that book... From what I've read and heard about it, it kind of is more along the lines of Mind to Matter. It, got, it has the science of why it works, the how the brain interprets that. So very cool. And then really, I would recommend uh, any work by Louise Hay. I want to check out Brene Browns, which I think, Christine, you have read some work by her. Yes, and then I love
1: her a lot. Yes.
0: Yeah. And Mel Robbins. She's great to follow on social media. And I'm trying to think. The book I remember from her that I haven't read is The High Five Habit. I think I did a challenge with Hey House. It was like Raise Your Vibrations by Kyle Gray, also a good one. And I think it had a Mel Robbins kind of lead in one day. And it was like The High Five Habit, right? And you're like, okay, what is this? And something as simple as waking up in the morning and high-fiving yourself in the mirror, right? There's a lot of psychology wrapped up into giving somebody a high-five. You're like pumped up and you're like, okay. Nice. And I have done it before, and I will be totally honest, guys. I felt absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> but what is that thought process right there? It's like, mm-hmm. okay, you're ridiculous. You're so silly. What are you doing? I mean, mm-hmm. immediately the negative. And then I yep. did it for a few days, and I was like, oh, I feel good. Oh, okay. This is cool. Yeah. So actually, this is a great reminder to start doing
1: that again. Oh, okay. <laughs> wow. And I actually just had another thought just be- when you were listing off a, a couple of other authors to – consider reading, I also thought it might be time for you to sort of reevaluate who you're following on your social media and unfollow anybody who isn't giving you what you need right now and following Brene Brown or Mel Robbins or anybody else, Simon Sinek, who you think you connect with and will help lift you up when you need some assistance.
0: Yeah. And I think somebody that I have definitely shared with you was Paul Scanlon. He's from the UK and he's, his channel's got some really good stuff. Um, Very positive. Yeah. And uh, honestly, before we get much further, I do want to say music, think about the music that we listen to. I mean, that can really put you in a different headspace. So if you're trying to change something in your life, look at the music you're listening to does that support that change or is it counteractive that's a
1: really good point i'll have to think on that what music am i listening to a lot of christmas music (laughs) (laughs) yeah but anyway (laughs) all right well on that note i want to thank you all so much for joining us we hope that you found this helpful And we'll start to think more about what's your current inner dialogue, what are your current mantras, and consider creating new ones. We would love to hear what your old and new mantras are over on Instagram. And as we mentioned earlier in the episode, at the start of each month, we'll be posting a shared mantra. And so this month we chose, I am bigger than my doubts, bolder than my fears, and stronger than my obstacles. We hope you'll tune in next week as we talk about love and dating. Until then, talk soon enjoying the conversations we're having and the topics we're discussing consider supporting us through our buy us a coffee page we greatly appreciate any help in creating this podcast we love so much link in our show notes and link tree before we end don't forget to like subscribe or follow us on your preferred listening platform and we'll catch you next time